Welcome as we continue our daily Bible reading this week. We are in 2 Chronicles, and today we're in the second chapter of 2 Chronicles. So get used to this. Here's some more detail that we find in Scripture about uh, what the people of God did in that time. Details that, again, for me, always confirm the fact that this isn't made-up stuff. This isn't fairy tale stuff. This is uh, all these details here. You wouldn't, if you were making all of this up, you wouldn't uh, go to the trouble of, of, of giving all these details. This grounds this in history for you and me. Plus, I want you, what I want you to notice is just the continuity of this story that we're being told. History, real stuff about all the way from the time of Adam and Eve and then the fall into sin and then God calling his people. He's going to send the Messiah through the line of Abraham, uh, the whole life of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the sons of Jacob that are born, the 12 sons that are born, um, them from, uh, from those 12 sons, all these tribes of Jacob, more and more people. And then God organizing his people after they're taken off in, uh, into exile in, uh, or I should say exile, um, uh, forced labor in Egypt, and then uh, God bringing them out of Egypt with the, uh, with the exodus, um, and, and wandering in the wilderness, getting the Ten Commandments there, God establishing his covenant with the people, coming then to the promised land, now in the promised land, first of all, under the, the, the reign of King Solomon, or King Saul, then King David, and now King Solomon too. Um, so God working out this history and, and, and walking with them, you just get more and more detail. And again, um, if this were all made up stuff, you, your Bible would be probably much shorter. Um, you wouldn't want to give all these details, all these numbers and, and things like this. But but you and I have that. So thank God for that, for the detail of God's plan and, and the way that God works. God doesn't work in and you know just generalities he works with people with individuals here's one king uh there are lots of other kings and other kingdoms that are going on at this time we get focused in here on one because the line of the messiah god's plan of salvation is going to come through him which gives us hope in in our own life too that that uh, i'm i'm important i'm just one person uh, but in god's economy of things in the way that god looks at things uh every single one of us is, is precious to him and God works through them. What I also want you to see here is Solomon prepares to build the temple. Maybe a little note here. Maybe it's just me kind of catching this, but I, I think it's more than that. It says, now Solomon proposed to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. David had this issue too. David, in fact, built the palace for himself first and then sits there and goes, hmm, you know, I've got this great palace that I'm lifting in, but wait a minute. I think I've kind of forgotten something here. Here's God. He's over here in this little tabernacle um, and and the, the Ark of the Covenant, and, and so David says to God, and you know, you've read, we've read all that history already, um, David says to God, God, I want to build you this temple, and God says, no, not you, David, but your son's going to do it again. God's in charge. God decides who. He gets his will and his work done for good reason, for good reason for us, uh, and we trust him at that. And so, so Solomon begins to, the, the process of building, and here's all the details about it, about uh, how he's going to build. Um, he's going to, he's assigned workers for that, it says, and then it says, verse 3, and Solomon sent word to Hiram, the king of Tyre. Now, this is someone who's outside of that covenant with God, or at least the original, um, he's, not, he's not a child of Israel, he's not one of Jacob's descendants. And yet he's going to be brought into this story. And it looks like, uh, at least in what he says, we look at in verse 12, it says, Hiram also said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who made heaven and earth, who has given 
King David a wise son. And, and he even, he seems to affirm the fact that he's come to believe in this true God too. Now, there's a great example. Here's a Gentile, a non-Jew, many, many examples of that throughout the Old Testament. We've got many Gentiles brought into the covenant. You think of Ruth, for example, she's a Moabite. She comes from Moab, but comes to know him. So it isn't like God was just focused in on one people um, to, that he would save and believe, but many people outside of that that the Jewish family also come to know the true God too. Just as in our day too, um, uh, Christianity isn't just for us who are Christians. We're to spread that. We're to bring others into that family. Uh, they may not be church members right now. They may have never heard of Jesus Christ before. They may have never been a part of a church, but we're to reach them. We're called to do that. Um, so maybe you give Solomon some credit here for some uh, some uh, evangelism work here, if you will, uh, but more importantly, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit working through Solomon um, and, and working through the likes of you and me, too, to bring other people into, into God's family. So you kind of see that as, as you read some of these details. Uh, the details are important. We've got uh, a lot about the structure already right here. We're going to get more as we come up to and um, the people that are involved, and, and you wonder, just again, speaking of evangelism, how many of those were impacted, like, wow, I'm building this, I'm a stone cutter, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a one who works with wood and lumber, and things like that, and uh, uh, many of them being not uh, children of Israel or, or Jews, uh, that would have been uh, impacted by, by the people and their chance to be able to witness to them. So we'll keep on, on on this kind of detail. And again, it's a it's a temptation to just kind of read over this real quickly. But no, get into the details. Uh, this is real history. This is real life stuff. Just as maybe one of you has, has constructed a house or you moved to a new house or, or built something at work. Maybe that, that's a part of what you've done. Well, the same kind of stuff is going on here. And the other thing, just one more quick note, um, the skill. The skill of these guys. Again, these guys are not cavemen, <laughs> um, as oftentimes we're led to believe that that those who came before us were these uneducated, um, you know, kind of basic kind of people. No, uh, these are incredible structures that they are building. And by oh, by the way, without the kind of electrical and hydraulic and pneumatic kinds of tools. And, and size of equipment and tools that we have today. And doggone it, they figured out a way to do it. Um, so the ingenuity, the blessing of God uh, that he had given to them to be able to do that. So God bless you as you continue to read Second Chronicles chapter 2 today.